Hello and welcome to Forensic Diaries featured by the Forensic Time. My name is Martina Matthew and I'm your host for today's episode. Today we'll talk about the longest running case in the history of Kerala state in India. The murder investigation case of Sister Abhaya. Unnatural deaths of nuns in Kerala and finding their bodies in the convent has been a nightmare since the past 30 years from 1987 bodies of over 70 nuns were found in various convents in kerala including sister abhayas in 1992 in all cases neither the convent authorities nor the diocese has lodged fir or investigated to find out the reasons for death Almost every case was initially closed by stating as normal death. Reports of human right violation within the nuns have been repeated in the death. Weeping eyes and swaggering hearts are no stranger to an inmate of the virgin. Sister Abhaya was a 19-year-old nun of the St. Pius X convent, Kottayam, Kerala. who was found dead in the convent well on March 27, 1992. She was a pre-degree student of BCM College, Kottayam and was staying in the convent. On the day of her death, as reported by her roommate, she got up at 4 a.m. to study for the exam, went down to the kitchen of the hostel to get water. Later, she was found dead in the well within the convent compound even though the police found her single slipper in the kitchen and its pair near the convent well the police and the crime branch officials penned it as suicide as the postmortem concluded that despite the abrasions on the right shoulder and many potential significant injuries the death was caused due to drowning The postmortem also concluded that the skull was intact and there were no signs of increased cranial tension. But a year later the case was reopened. The CBI took over the probe and called it a murder. In 1995 forensic medical experts conducted dummy experiments leading them to conclude that the probability of homicide could not be ruled out on 12th october 1996 all the mps from kerala visited the prime minister's office and pleaded with him to expedite the cbi investigation the cbi advertised an award for rupees 3 lakh to anyone who could give dependable evidences the chief judicial magistrate always observed that certain invisible hands were trying to influence the investigating agencies and affirmed that there were clear evidence to show that investigating agencies wanted to refer this case as suicide for 15 years after that 13 batches of CBI officers came and went but nothing happened in the case Finally in 2008 a charge sheet was filed and it named 
two priests and a nun as accused in the murder of Sister Abhaya. In 2009, there were two crucial developments. Firstly, the CBI draw a list of 133 witnesses in the case. Secondly, a narco test and brain mapping test was conducted to all the three accused where they confessed to their crime. However, by 2010, the Supreme Court ruled that these tests are not admissible as evidences in the court. In January 2018, Katie Michael, the primary investigating officer, was added as an accused in the case for destroying evidence in the aid of the accused. After 27 long years after heinous crime, the trial of the case finally started in August 2019. The major evidence was the test report and CD of the narco test which was tested by Dr. Malini of the Bangalore Forensic Science Lab. The reports and CD were sent to the Chief Judicial Magistrate Court and to the High Court. Before it was ruled out by the court, there were allegations that the CDs were manipulated. Even though the lab denied manipulations, Dr. Malini was dismissed from services on the charge of forging her birth certificate. The CDs were leaked to the media and has been challenged in the court as a naked violation of human rights. The other evidences were the 133 witnesses in the case of which many of the people have died and a majority of them turned hostile. Sister Anupama, who lived in the same convent, had said that she had seen Abhaya's footwear and headscarf and even heard sounds from the kitchen side. But at the special court, she said she did not see or hear anything and also alleged that victims showed suicidal tendencies. But things got better when the prime witness Raju took to stands. Raju told the judge that he was a petty thief and entered the convent on the day of the crime a little after 4 a.m. and saw two priests entering the convent premises. He also told the judge that during the questioning in 1992, the cbi officials asked him to admit to committing the crime for 2 lakh rupees one of the crucial statement was of the forensic expert vikanta swami he stated that sister abhaya has sustained grievous injuries to her head and clarified that the injury was the cause of death which ruled out the drowning theory He also added the injury might be due to a strong blow from the axe. The test also pointed to the remarkable degree of care the accused nun took to hide the crime which included hymen restoration. Moreover, the building where the crime was committed was extensively remodeled under the guise of restoration. After a string of witnesses came before the CBI special court The another witness was Tresyama, a former professor of BCM College. The professor pointed the accused men as men whose behavior caused discomfort among women, especially girl students. The CBI also alleged the local police 
and crime branch as the inquest report made by them did not indicate the homicidal injuries on the body of Abhaya the material evidence in the case was destroyed the clothes were not subjected to forensic examination the forensic photograph showing injuries on the body were removed the other witness was the social worker venugobalan he stated that when he met the first accused priest father kotur he had made a confession pointing to his cassock kotur said inside this he was a human being and he and sister sefi had a forbidden relationship we also have emotions like other mortals i had committed a mistake the first accused priest refused to have confessed such a thing the accused nun also refused to have undergone a hymen restoration process the accused trial made the arguments in the court that the cbi was forced to arrest the accused to save its face and to avoid criticism by the high court even with the evidences the court reminded public that the above findings of cbi are not final proof of guilt of the accused under the indian law the accused are presumed to be innocent until their guilt is proven the second accused priest was let off due to lack of evidence so finally they were arrested and they were eventually approved bail kerala high court judge justice k hema granted bail to the accused in the judgment she had earlier observed that the arguments of the cbi counsel were contrary to the facts recorded in the case diary and seemed to be based on the stories appearing in the media the observation made by the high court about the cbi investigation was this case is only a futile exercise investigation means to carefully examine the facts of a situation an event a crime and etc to find out the truth about it or how it happened it is not to fix the target first and then a make a hunt for the evidence justice delayed is justice denied this is a common refrain that may sound like empty expression at times so the question that arises here is what does justice mean for a teenage nun who was killed 28 years ago the case assumes importance in india's judicial and law enforcement history on various counts it has been investigated and reinvestigated by various police agencies of kerala and various teams within central bureau of investigation for 28 long years manipulations by police forensic teams and medical legal experts were alleged interference in the investigation by senior police officers and by politicians was also alleged there were also allegations of trial by the media the catholic church in kerala also was on the defense on allegations of murder and sexual misconduct by its priest and nuns the kerala police kerala crime branch and cbi have been in the dock for inefficient tardy and ineffective investigation and for allowing undue bureaucratic and political interference in the investigation the case is also a typical example of judicial activism
with the court refusing to accept political closure reports and ordering reinvestigation of the case again and again and the system is still working on it with every passing time the possibility of justice and even the meaning of the term is getting bleak and with this we have reached the end of the episode of the forensic diaries if you wish to connect with us mail us at the forensic times at the rate gmail.com don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share the podcast with your friends and this is martina matthew signing off stay connected with us and stay informed goodbye